Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are here. And you are God of second chance. I pray, Holy Spirit, that tonight you will have mercy upon us. Forgive us for our many sins. For our hardness of heart. You always speak to us concerning why we are here. Life's greatest tragedy is to pass through this earth and not knowing what we came here to do. But I pray tonight, oh God, that you open our eyes. You will open our hearts. You open our ears to hear from you. Holy Spirit, let us set aside every pride and anything that exalts itself above that of the Spirit of the Lord. Father, we are humble servants who are hungry and thirsty for your word. Tonight, come and fill us. Tonight, may we rise up and work the fields of souls. For the harvest indeed is plentiful, but the laborers are few. May we rise up and do what we can. May we rise up with the Holy Spirit being our helper and work the fields of souls. In Jesus' name, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you for coming. And I believe God will be gracious to you. Amen. 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 How many of you were not here yesterday? Okay, so we have some few who are not here yesterday. But the Bible says that in Hebrews 10, 25, I'm not quoting this scripture because you were not here. But I'm quoting this scripture because the Bible is true. And the Bible says that we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. That means that there are some people who have an attitude or it is a habit or it is something that is very common that any time the children of God gather, they make up their minds that they are not going to be around. You know, and God says that, and so much the more. That means that as we see evil events unfolding, we must endeavor and make it our aim to gather where the people of God are and hear what God has for them. You know, many, 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 many years ago, we didn't used to hear of ISIS. We didn't used to hear about Al-Qaeda. We didn't used to hear about Taliban, Al-Qaeda, and all. The, no, we did not used to hear all those things. Actually, these days when I travel, you know, I, I am conscious of what is going to happen at the airport. 
So I just look for a flip-on shoe. You know, like what I'm you know, wearing now. I can just flip my whatever in and then just take it off. I will never put on, you know, lace shoe because when you get there, you will have to just take it off. Take off everything. Your belt. You can't even take a bottle of water. I mean, the world has changed so much. So much. But it is unfortunate that the people of God have not changed as the world is changing. They have not changed. They are still in their old state. You know, and like if we look at the things that are happening today, churches should be full, preparing for the Lord's coming. I mean, if you don't know that God's coming is imminent, then maybe you are not living in these days. You see, and one of the signs is also that fewer people, fewer people will be in attendance. And the majority of the people will be at 42nd Street. You know, we will become like Demas, who are interested in the things of this world. You know, but I am telling you that life's greatest tragedy is to be around this world and not knowing why you are here. That is a, you know, a tragedy to be around here. It's a tragedy to be in this church and you will think that, oh, somebody just invited you to the church. No, it is not a coincidence that you are here. It is the will of God that you are here. And it is also a demonstration of the love that God has for you. Because the Bible says that it is not the will of God that anyone will perish, but that we should all come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's continue from where we left off yesterday. And we will pick it up from Mark chapter 3 and verse 13. Mark 3 and verse 13. And he goeth up into a mountain and calleth unto him whom he would. And they came unto him. Verse 14. And he ordained twelve that they should be with him and that he might send them forth to preach. preach. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's read it from New Living Translation. Afterward, Jesus went up on a mountain and called out the ones he wanted to go with him. And they came to him. Then he appointed 12 of them and called them his apostles. They were to accompany him and he would send them out to preach. Hallelujah. I'm looking for a scripture in, as we were reading this, a scripture came to my mind, I believe it's Psalm 64. Psalm 64.
Hold on one second. I don't know where the scripture is, but we'll find it. We will find the scripture before we finish. It will come. Amen. Amen. But the Bible says that God, first of all, called 12 people. And when he called them, he wanted to be with those people first. And the reason why he wanted to be with them was that afterward, he would send them. You see, one of the problems that we have as Christians is that if we don't know the person who has called us well, then everything that we have to do for him, it's like worry. You know, it's like somebody is worrying you. Yesterday we learned that we need to be ambassadors, right? And ambassadors are not chosen casually. You know, for you to be chosen as an ambassador, you need to be very close to the government. You have to, be, you have to know their manifestos. You have to know what are their stance on certain issues. You need to be very, 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 very close to the head of the party or to the head of the government before you can be chosen as an ambassador. Because as, you are, as they are sending you out, they need to know that you really believe in your country. You, you believe in what they stand for. You believe in their rules and their regulations. You believe in everything and anything that they stand for. So they will not choose somebody who is a very casual person and he, you know, he's not very familiar with the things of the government. Otherwise, when they send you out, you will not represent the country well. You will have your own agenda. And you will say whatever comes to your mind not reflecting the country where you have been sent from. So when Jesus wanted his disciples to go out to preach, first of all, he appointed, go back to 13, 13. He went to the mountain. That means that he went to a secluded place, right? And then he called out the ones he wanted to go with him, and they came to him. So that means that Jesus is not called everyone. He called those who wanted to go with him, because if he calls everybody and they go out, they will not represent him. You see, in the church, it's not everyone that you have to send to go and visit a member, because when they go, they will confuse the member. The member is constant comes to church all the time and then one day they send you to go and visit 
And that is the last time we see the member in church. So it's not everybody that you send. Because if you come to church once a month, once a year, twice a year, and they send you, what are you going to say? So the Bible says that Jesus called the people, first of all, to be with him. To be with him. That means that to spend time with him. To spend time with him. If you spend time with the Lord, he will reveal himself to you. He will show you his heart. He will show you his plan. He will show you his vision. He will tell you the things that that are on his heart. By spending time with him, you get to know him. Philippians 3 verse 10, Paul said that I may know him. Somebody who has written Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, and then Philippians. When he got to Philippians, he said that I may know him. And I was asking myself, so when Paul was writing Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians and Galatians and Ephesians, he didn't know the Lord. No. But there is a deeper knowing. There is a deeper knowing of the Lord. That is why he said that, woe is me if I don't preach the gospel. That is why he was not ashamed to write letters from prison. When you are in prison and you write letters, what will be the nature of the letter that you will write from prison? You will write a letter to request parole. And you will be complaining and you will be saying that I just preached the word of God and look at where I am. It wasn't my fault. What did I do? But you see, there is a certain knowing of the Lord that you will count it all joy when you suffer persecutions for the Lord. So that is why the Lord told his disciples that first of all, come and be with me. Spend time with me. When you spend time with the Lord, what are you doing? You commune with him. You get to know him. He gives you direction. Because you are going to preach. What are you going to preach about? You are going to represent him as his ambassador. And if you go out without knowing him, you will not succeed. You won't succeed. So first of all, first of all, the reason why when we, they call for evangelism, we don't come, we don't show up, is that we don't know God. We don't know him. That is our problem. We don't know him. We don't know why we are here. We don't know that it is wisdom to be a soul winner. We don't know that. But we will only know when we spend time. When we spend time. Very often we say that we don't have time. Who has said that before? We don't have time. We don't have time. We don't have time. I, 
You don't have time. The people who say they don't have time, you will find out that they have time to bath. They have time to brush their teeth. They have time to eat. They have time to sleep. They have time to go for shopping. Even time for window shopping. They have time for everything. Oh, Makados and Delia. Let's look at Psalm 5. Psalm 5. Go to 2. King James. King James, please. 3. Yes. Let's stay here. This is David talking. Right? He said, My voice shall thou hear in the morning. My voice shall thou hear in the morning. What do you think David is saying? He says that when I wake up in the morning, you will hear my voice in the morning. The first thing you will hear is my voice. The first thing you will hear is not to pick up my phone and check my WhatsApp. So pick it up. David said that my voice shall thou hear. Oh my Jesus. My voice. You have time for everything. Oh, you stayed up in the night. You went. But if you are wise, if you are wise, the, you, the Lord will hear your voice in the morning before you set out. Oh Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. I will look up. Before you set out, you will look up to the Lord. You will commit your ways to the Lord. You will tell the Lord your plans. You will tell the Lord your worries. But most of us, we get up in the morning and the Lord is waiting to hear the voice of his children. And he waits and he waits and he watches us doing the things that are important to us. Checking your messages, WhatsApp, Internet, Twitter, Facebook. You have time for all that. You see, so sometimes I'm surprised, I'm surprised when you say that your breakthroughs have not come. Because you have not directed your voice to the one who can help you. And you have not looked up to the one who is waiting to direct you, the one who made you, the one who holds the universe, the one who knows how many fishes are in the sea. Listen, every animal, including ants, they look up to God. It is only human beings who think that they know what to do. That is why the Bible says that God, first of all, called his people to be with him first. To be with him first. 
Because we don't come to him and because we don't stay with him. When we go out for evangelism, do you know what we do? I am invited. Without the tracks, we cannot open our mouth and testify about him. It is the tract that helps us. If the tracts have not arrived, you don't have a testimony. And even with the tracts, all that you say is that God bless you. Jesus loves you. I am inviting you to church. That is why Jesus said that. No. Come and be with me first so that you will learn and know of me. You will know who I am. And then you can tell the people. You can preach to them. You can tell them that, listen, heaven belongs to someone. Heaven belongs to somebody. And the person is Jesus. And he promised us that he is going to prepare heaven for us. And when he is done, he will come and take us to the place. So if you want to get to heaven, you must know the person who is the owner of heaven. And that person must become your friend. And that person has given us a way to becoming close to him. And he has already made the provision by first of all allowing his son to die for us. And now there is now no condemnation for those who now belong to God. So God says that if you can only accept the work that he has done on Calvary Cross for us, and you believe in him, and you confess him as your Lord and your Savior, you will be saved. And this is the testimony that I have come to share with you so that you can spend eternity with him. Not that you, 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 you have tracked in your hands, I'm inviting you to church. <laughs> he said, when he asked the people to come and be with him, it's like they are coming to school. Come and learn of me. Come and be with me. Come and learn of me. And then when they were done with their schooling, then he ordained them. He ordained them. And now he said that, go and preach. Go and preach. So you see, the basis, the basis of our evangelism is knowing him. If you know President Obama, you will be very happy, isn't it? You'll be, you, 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 you'll be, you'll be a very happy person. But do you know that you and Obama, one day you will stand before the Lord and give an account of your life. So the question I want to ask you is that, do you, do you know the Lord? Do you know the Lord? If you don't know him, you cannot witness about him. If you don't know him, what are you going to say about him? What are we going to say? Luke chapter 14. Let's continue. Luke 14. Luke 14. And let's go to verse 15. And 16. Jesus replied with this story. 
A man prepared a great feast. Great feast. Great feast. Great feast. Of course, if you prepare a great feast, you must invite many people to come. Otherwise, the food will go waste. Over here, we see the heart of God that he prepared a great feast because he did not want only 30 people, 20 people to be saved. Otherwise, he will not prepare a great feast. He will prepare small feasts. But because he wanted many people to come, he prepared great feasts. He prepared great feasts. And then after that, he invited many people to come. God is always looking for many people to be saved. Because the Bible says that in my father's house, there are many, many functions, many rooms, many mansions in my father's house. So God has not built one bedroom that is divided into two bedrooms with a curtain. No. He has many mansions. And he is looking for many, 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 many people. So if God is looking for many people, how many people do you think that he will send? He will send many. He will not send 30 people. He will send many. Hallelujah. He will send many. So I want you to be a part of the many people that God will send. That is the key to your prosperity. To be part of what God is doing. To be part of what God is building. You have to be part of it. Hallelujah. So God invited many people. Sent out many. Sent out. So you are one of the people that God sent. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So my first point is that. Be part of the people that God has sent. And when God sends you, don't give excuses. Don't tell the Lord that, oh, I don't have money. Because God will show you Lazarus, who didn't have money, but, but he did his best for the Lord, and he's in heaven. God will tell you that, don't bring that excuse here, because if you bring that excuse here, I'm going to call Lazarus. When God calls Lazarus, can you give an excuse to the Lord that, I I mean, I am broke? No, you cannot bring your excuse. Because God will call Lazarus. And then tell Lazarus, that Lazarus, tell your story to this person who has a job. To this person who has food to eat. To this person who doesn't have a soul. To this person who doesn't eat leftovers. Which amongst you eat leftovers? You eat food. But God will call Lazarus and tell Lazarus that tell this guy, you have a car you drive and you can't go for evangelism. You have food to eat. You have juice. You have wine. You have silver. You have gold. You have an apartment. You have houses. And you say, I am broke. 
God will call Lazarus. Oh, my flat is leaking. So I have to wait for the super. God will call Noah. I say, Noah, come. Tell this guy your story. <laughs> this small apartment that is leaking, you cannot go for evangelism. Noah, where are you? <laughs> Tell this lady your story. Tell him your story. Pastor, people have been talking about me in the church too much. People, people always talk about me. God will call you this guy, Paul. And Paul will tell you his stories. I was beaten. Lashes. You are saying that people are talking about you. So you are persecuted. God will call Paul. Paul, tell this lady your story. So you see, on that day, there is no excuse you can give. You cannot give any excuse. Where I live, there are homosexuals. So when, when, when I preach the word, no, so I can't talk, talk to anybody. God, God will call you Lord. Say, Lord, where are you? Tell Sheila your story. How many homosexuals are in your neighborhood? Lot. Oh, Lord. You see, because of one exit I made in my life, a mistake that I made in my life, you know, so my testimony is no good. God will call you Solomon and David. He said, Father and Son, just come. Tell Gifty your story. Tell Gifty your story. Tell. The day that people went to war, the king stayed behind. Tell, 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 tell them. So you see, there is no excuse. There is no excuse that you can give. God has prepared a great supper and he has called many people to send them out. And you are giving excuses, telling the Lord that I cannot go. And you are bringing your stories and your excuses to God. God ain't going to take that. I can promise you that. No, God ain't going to take it. You cannot lose your job. No, you can't use your job. No, you cannot use your children. No, you can't. You, I mean, you can't use any excuse. What excuse are you going to give? People talking about you? No, even Jesus. They are, it is accusation. That is why he went to the cross. And you don't have money. They will call Lazarus for you. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Verse 17. So, the banquet was ready. The banquet 
was ready, he sent his servants to tell the guests, come, the banquet is ready. You see, sometimes when you come home and they have cooked, and you say, oh, today I'm not hungry, so let the food be in the fridge. The following day, the food is still in the fridge. Then they will start whining and say, you know, I mean, I spent all this time to prepare the food, and you are not eating, I can't do the food. I the food. You know what I'm saying? You have to eat it. You know, if you want to eat it, you have to. <laughs> 18. But they all began to make excuses. If somebody invites you, it's an honor to be invited. Because amongst the many people who could have been invited, you were invited. You were invited. You were invited. But because you don't value the invitation, and because you don't value the person who has invited you, you know, you don't care. God has invited you to his kingdom. But you began to make excuses. You sent a text message to your pastor. I cannot come. Because the clouds have gathered, so I can't come. I just came back from work, so I can't come. You know, if you just came back from work, but somebody says that tomorrow we are going to do the marriage at you know, the city hall, so come, let us bring the thing and then sign. And you just came back, but you will still go. Or you won't go. Oh, yeah, you still came back. You just came back from, 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 from work, but you will still go. True? So don't say that I don't have time. I mean, don't say that anymore. Because you have time to go to the bathroom. When you want to go to the bathroom, will you say that, oh, because I don't have time, let it stay. You don't do that. You still go. Still go. Oh, stay. You, You can't do this because you don't have time to go to the bathroom. You still go. I, have, I am yet to hear somebody who did not eat because he didn't have time to eat. David said in the morning, you will hear my voice. Whether I went to bed at 2 a.m. or I went to bed at 3 or I went to bed at 4 or I went to bed at 5, you will hear my voice. Because what you don't know is that the sons of Ishmael, they have risen up at five in the morning with their loudspeakers commanding the morning, programming the morning. And you, you are gone. But you have time to pack your lunch. And you will have time to eat in the morning before you go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they all began to make excuses. One said, I have just bought a field and must inspect it. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't buy a house without inspecting it. You go and you inspect the land, you inspect the house. But even think about you inspecting the house at night. We don't inspect the house at night. You know what I'm saying? 
you, 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 you don't inspect the house at night. You do that in the morning so that you will see the house well. Because when you go to the house in the night, they will turn on the light. You will not see anything. Maybe you don't like a house that is dark. You want a house that is bright. You know, very bright house. But at the time you went, they have all the lights on. You know, you don't do that. Or you could have even gone and come. Because the food is ready. What is the person going to do with the food? He can't throw it away. If he throws it away, it's a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? So they said, that, please excuse me. When you look at the dictionary meaning of excuse, it is the reason why people don't want to do certain things. That is, yeah. Because if you want to do certain things, you will make way. Won't you make way? Verse 19. Another said, I have just bought five pairs of oxen. To be able to buy five pairs of oxen, it means that you have money. You know, and who gave you the money? It is God who gave you the money. You know, every good and every perfect gift, it comes from above. So God gave you the money. And now when you get the job, when you pray and you get a job, then you tell the, the Lord that you made a mistake. The job that you gave me is the reason why I cannot serve you anymore. Oh, Lord, you made a mistake for giving me a job. Oh, Lord, you made a mistake. Oh, for giving me a job. You see, we live in the hour of grace. That is why when you don't come to church, you still live. But in the olden days, if you frep church, or you want, to sh- you, know, you want me to show you in the Bible, Okay, all right. So that you won't say that I'm just running my mouth and telling you something. Numbers 15. Numbers 15. Verse 32. Numbers 15, 32. One day while the people of Israel were in the wilderness, they discovered a man gathering wood on the Sabbath day. Instead of coming to church. <laughs> he was gathering wood, inyena, firewood, for barbecue. The people who found him doing this, but those people too, I don't know what they were doing and where they were. <laughs> but the, those people, so be careful with the people that you frep church with. Be careful with them. What you don't know is that those people will stone you to death. So the people who found him doing this took him before Moses, Aaron, and the rest of the community. Continue, continue. They held him in custody because they did not know what to do to him. Then the Lord said to Moses, the man must be put to death. If it was left with the pastor alone, Pastor Moses, he would have set the people free. But the Lord said, no, 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 no. It is part of 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 the Ten Commandments that you must remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. The same commandment that says that don't commit adultery is the same commandment that says that don't rep church. Don't, don't, don't neglect the assembling of ourselves together. 
In the New Testament, it talks about it. Don't. Don't neglect the assembling of ourselves together. And in the Old Testament, it also says that. Keep the Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Hey, don't sleep. If you sleep, you will hurt somebody. I see, I see somebody, you know, sleeping and just... Alright? So you can... You can, you can die for not going to church. You understand? Okay. So let's go back. Let's go back to, to our look. Verse number 20. Verse 20. Another said, I now have a wife. So I can't come. This would have been a very nice outing. Your outing with your new wife in the evening with your gown and with your whatever. You are going out on a date. You know what I'm saying? But the person said that I won't go. You see, I will not go. So for you to have a nice outing with your newly wedded wife, you know, and you say that you are not going, then you don't want to go. You don't. Because it would have been a very nice time. But you said you are not going. Okay, can't come, excuse me. You know, you know it is not easy to find a wife. And it is not easy to find a husband. You know, that is why the Lord said that anybody who finds a wife has found a good thing and he obtains favor from God. So no matter how you think and you look at it, think about it. You think if it's so easy to find a wife or a husband, most young ladies will not have a prayer topic anymore. You understand? If it is that easy, if it is that easy, we would not have any prayer topic. But it is not easy to find a beloved. It is not. If the Lord does not help you, There are things that we take for granted. But no. No. And when you find one, two, you see problems. You are not even married, though. But the problems that you have, even with this small beloved, those it is not easy. So if you have a wife or a husband, it is because of the grace of God. It is because of God's grace. But unfortunately, Unfortunately, when the Lord has blessed us, then we begin to talk by heart. If you have not married me, somebody would have married me. That is how we talk. Even I had, I had so many men lining line, line up, and you were fortunate. The Lord, he hears things, though. The Lord hears things. The Lord hears things. 
a senator would have married me. And you look at your wife or you look at your husband and you call him or her swine. It's because you are young. That's why you think like that. But as you grow, you begin to appreciate the grace of God. You begin to appreciate God's mercy. You know, you set out in life and you have fantasies. Oh, the lady, I will marry some slim with, with nice legs, with high heels. And when you see her, boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. And you find out that when you start life, it was just imaginary things, fantasies. And that and that and that person you you know you have never seen and you have never met her. Then you realize that Charlie time is going on. So you look for some boomful lady. Some hippopotamus person you just embrace and then you look for verses verses to, to support it. You see, the Bible says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You know? And the Bible says that hey, there is now no, no, there's now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. And then you just catch on the chalet from the side. You know? Yeah. You begin to find scriptures. I am black and I'm beautiful. And you move. And you realize that, listen, things are not the way you think. Oh, I will go to this school. When I finish, I'll get a degree. And when I finish, I will get a job. And when I finish, I will get a wife and two children. And this. You will get your beautiful wife and whatever. And you realize that, listen. When you shoot, your sperm count is low, 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 low. Constant low. You may look glorious. Every guy. But. And you realize that, you see, the world is not yours. The world is not yours. And sometimes you will find out that you have tried and you ask yourself, what is wrong with me? There is nothing wrong with you. The Lord is trying to you know, let you know that without his grace, you cannot go further. You can't go anywhere. You see, so if the Lord has blessed us, you know, if the Lord has blessed us, let us be grateful. You know, let us be grateful to him. Let us be grateful. Let us not be proud. But let us come and humble ourselves and be grateful. It is just by grace that you have a wife. It is just by grace that you have a husband. I'm telling you, if it is that easy, I'm telling you, young ladies, they will not pray anymore. No, they won't come to church. They won't pray. It's true. Then the servant returned and he gave a report all the people that we sent invitations to they are blessed Lord you have blessed them you have blessed them 
And because you have blessed them, they don't have any prayer topic. Because they have a job. So a job is out of their prayer list. Because they have one. Their boss is good to them. They have big income. Lord, the other person too that we went to, you have blessed him with a house. He has a big house. When you go to the house, you are even lost in the house. They have visitor's room. They have a video room. They have exercise room. They have computer room. They have an office, Lord, eating room. They have three uh, um, living rooms. Big house. You have blessed them. You have blessed them with a wife. You know, those days that you used to go and look for wives for Adam and, you know, people. You know, now, mansion, nice wife. Hey, when you see the legs, it's just like an ivory. I'm powerful. You you see, you have blessed them so there is nothing they need. So they said, no, to hell, you know, with you. With this, your party, what, what, what are we coming to do? No. And the same chicken, hey, what are we coming to eat? Isn't, isn't it the same chicken? But you have forgotten that you accepted the invitation and based on that, he prepared the food. But you don't care whether the food is going to go waste or not. Listen, as for God, eh, when, you, when you end up in hell, it is your fault. Because he has done everything possible. He has done everything so that you will be saved. That's done it. So it is, it is up to you. It is up to you. He has done everything. He has told you several stories. He has even sent his son. He has sent prophets. He has done everything just to let you escape hell. But he said, I'm blessed. I live upstate with a nice car, air-conditioned driver like that. It's okay. So the servants returned, and they said, Master, you have blessed them. So the master said, go quickly into the streets and alleyways of the town and invite the poor, the crippled, the blind. So these people are the opposite of the first people who were invited the outcast. You know, that is why when somebody loses his job, you see him. Hey, Reverend, when, when is the next um, um, all-night prayer meeting? Oh, we have it once every month. Hey, so you don't have one next week? Don't you have one next week? One month there, what? Because now you are blind. Now you are crippled. Because the man that, because of him, you were not attending the church and the party. The man woke up one day and said, listen, I'm tired of you now. I want to be a homosexual. You know, you are just too much. So now I'm interested in a man. You know. Hey, come in. Yeah. Because you were not going to the party. Yeah. Yeah. 
you were not crippled, you would not have come to church. If you were not blind and lame, you would not have come. So you see that even though God wants people to be saved, a lot of people too are busy. Busy for nothing. When you, go on, when you go out for evangelism, people are on their phones, busy talking. They are doing, I mean, they are all, hey, they are so busy. Very, I mean, very busy. They are blessed. Talking about business plans and ideas. They are, I mean, the people are so blessed. Talk, they don't even have, hey, what are you going to talk about? Hey, no, 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 no. I don't have time for you. Why? Because they are blessed. So now God said that this time, right, forget about the people who are rich. That's why rich people don't go to church. Rich people think that because you are poor, that's why you go to church. So the only time that they are humble is when they are about to die. Be When they are crippled, you know, and they want to die. You see, we had this family friend. Their father was big man. Big man and educated the children. The children were big people in, in society, but their mind did not work for them. You see, they, they, they allowed their privileges to deceive them. So one of them became a homosexual. In fact, two of them became homosexuals. And then when one was being advised, he told the auntie, that he was jealous. The auntie is jealous about the men who are in your apartment. For what? It's okay. And then the, the second one unfortunately got AIDS and was about to die. And then this same auntie who was accused of jealousy, went to visit the dying person. As soon as the guy saw that, he said, Auntie, they are coming for me. And I don't want to die. Auntie, don't leave me. Don't, don't, don't leave this place. They are coming to die. Auntie, 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 I don't want to die. Auntie, I don't want to. I don't want to die. I don't want to. Meanwhile, say that auntie was jealous. Auntie, I don't want to die. Auntie, auntie, I really want to die. But he died. You see, you are laughing, but if, if, if you were there and you saw the scene, you wouldn't laugh. You would not. And then soon after that, the senior one also. Same thing. You know, one day, one of my church members invited me to go and pray for his brother who was also dying. A man who says he's a woman and has developed breasts. And was dying. You see, it was very, 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 very sad to see a human being oozing out gangrene. I mean, so many. You see, the, 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 everywhere you see a hole, there was something coming out, some greenish 
Oh my God. Doctors, we argue. I, I mean, the things like, no, I mean, I can't handle it. But listen, the guy, the guy was there. Um, some greenish thing coming out of his nose. Yes, everywhere. Because, because the guy says he doesn't want to be a man anymore. Now a woman. You know, the guy was dying. So I had to pray for him. What prayer will I pray? <laughs> And I went to his funeral. You see, as soon as I left the hospital, he died. I did not even get down to the elevator. He died. And I had to go to the funeral. What am I going to say? And when I saw him laid in state, a guy who has boobs, and they have, you know, written, oh, you are here for Joseph's um, funeral. A guy who is called Joseph. It's sad. You see, it's sad. That is why in Ezekiel 3.17, the Bible says that if God tells you to go and warn the unbelievers, then you don't go. Calamity. Calamity will befall you. Calamity. Calamity will befall you. We call for evangelism, you run away. Because people don't know better. Their mind is seared. Evil spirits have taken possession of them. And the devil is dragging many, 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 many along. Many, and you are fortunate in the church. And you have become like demons. You are looking for money, lights, projects, buildings, cars, women. That's all that you want. It's not right, oh, bro. It's not. So the servant came after they had done that and they reported to the Lord. They said, listen, the lame had come. The blind had come. The crippled had come. But still, there is room. That is why I'm telling you that if you go to hell, it is your fault. Because God was not satisfied that even though a lot of people had come, still there is room. He wants the room to be filled. So he told them that, listen, go, 23. His master said, go out into the country lanes and behind King James, please, and behind the hedges and urge anyone who will come. That means, the edge means compel them compel them and akazo them necessitate them force them compel them whatever means you will adapt for them to come use it use it use it Compel them to come in. What was the reason? What was the reason? So, you see, we have a lot of work to do. 
because the house is half empty. And we did not use anakazo. We did not compare. That is why we must always pray for mercy. Because you think that you have not detrusted anyone, so you are okay. You know, you have not lied. You understood what I said, right? You have not lied. You have not lied, so you are okay. You have not stolen, so you are okay. You have not gossiped, you are okay. But you have not anakazoed someone. You see, God is not interested in the death of anyone. He's not. He is not. So you think that you are okay, you are saved, you are fine. But I'm telling you, there will be surprises. There will be surprises. There will be surprises. There will be shocks. And you will find out that Lazarus, Lazarus will be sitting on the throne. And the rich man will be languishing. The guy who brought the one talent back to the Lord, was he saved? No, 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 he was saved. He was saved. He was saved. He was not an unbeliever. He was saved. But he didn't do anything with the talent that God gave him. He thought that me, the only thing I can do is to sing. Whilst other people can you know, prophesy and other people can heal and other people can do this and me, I'm not the pastor, me, I'm not the worship you know, leader, me, I'm not, you know, I don't play the drums. Maybe your one talent is to come to church every Sunday. That is all that God has called you to do. That's all. You don't have to do anything. That is your one talent. Just come and put your big bottom here, here. That's it, that's it, that's it. And say amen and encourage your pastor to preach on. That is your one talent. And if you think that it is not important, you say, ah, by me, I'm not the pastor. I'm not the pastor's wife. I'm not the organist. I'm not the, the choir conductor. I'm, so if I don't come, it's nothing. It is something. It is something. I said, it is something. So you see, the guy was saved, but he didn't do anything. So from this scripture, I know that it is not enough to be saved and sitting in church and not doing anything. You can be thrown to hell. Can be thrown to hell. So God, scripture, I know that it is not enough to be saved and sitting in church and not doing anything. You can be thrown to hell. Can be thrown to hell. So God sent the people. So over here, you know, there are so many things that we can learn from this story. Number one is that Jesus invited many people. He, he, he threw a big party. So we must have massive organization for souls. Massive organizations. Everybody must get involved. Everyone must get involved. And we must have Evangelism, big. When we go, not two or three people, but the whole church is going. And we must use every means. We must go Sunday morning to bring the people in after church. Because after all, July is the month of evangelism. We must go in the morning to bring them in after church. We must go talk to your neighbors, talk to your friends. Talk, I mean, talk to people. Massive organization. 
And maybe one will be saved. Maybe two will be saved. A, 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 a man who, who engages a woman, right, and releases sperms for um, fertilization, the guy has to release a whole lot. Millions. Millions to get one baby. For you to be here, your father released a whole lot. More. Millions. And out of the millions, you were the only one. Only one. You know, so we can't go out and then look for two or three people. And four and five people. Or six and ten or twenty. No, we must look for millions. You see, out of millions, millions of sperms that were released, only one. And you have gone out for five or six people. And you expect all of them to be around. You and those people who are not serious. It's you. Number two, people are full of excuses. People are full of excuses. And, we, and you know that all their excuses don't hold water. Hannah, what do you think? Oh, to, last night I ate too much. Last night I didn't sleep early. Last night something I ate did not digest well. And like, hey, I'm running this. And this. No. No. I was so tired. When I got out, I saw the class. It was raining. No. People are full of excuses. So we must stop their excuses. Jesus stopped their excuses. He was not going to take any excuse. You know what I'm saying? Ah, Those who are not here, are they better than those who are here? No. No. They chose not to come. So people are full of excuses, so we must overcome their excuses. As a shepherd, as a church member, don't call somebody and ask the person, today can you come to church? It's a foolish question to ask. In the obit, sorry. What kind of question is that? You don't ask that question. Then you are giving them a choice to come or not to come. Number three. The Anakazo man is not prepared to cancel his service. The fact that when he invited people, they did not come. It's okay, they did not come, so the party is called off. No, he still went ahead. Whether two people would come to the party, whether three people would come to the party, it's irrelevant. What is relevant is that we are going to have the party. What is relevant is that we are going to have the service. Whether three or four people come, whether it rains or it doesn't rain, whether it snows or it doesn't snow, when it snows, do you go to work? Do you go to work? How come that you call your pastor and you ask, are we going to have church? It's a bad question to ask. We will not cancel the service. Once you went to work, we will not cancel the service. And then don't call and tell us the danger of coming to church, driving in this Condition to come. No. The condition was bad, but you still went to work. We are not going to cancel our service. The Anakazo man is not prepared to have an empty meeting. The guy came back and told the master, we have, um, 
gone out to call the people to come. But what is happening is that they are all saying that they cannot come. If they cannot come, then we are not going to have the party. No, but you should not be prepared. Oh, Reverend, I called this guy. He didn't come to church. I called this guy. He said he's traveling. I called this guy. He says, no. No, because people are full of excuses. So now, what are you going to do? You will come to church and you don't have your sheep with you? No, you don't have to accept it. Oh, I just woke up. It's okay. You come. Even if you come and close us, it's okay. Oh, I don't have anything to wear. Ah, what are you talking about? Wear your pajamas, wear everything. Wear your sleep. Oh, you see, this, this summer I have seen many people who wear pajamas and they wear nightgowns around. I saw some, I said, what you are wearing is a nightgown. What you are wearing is a nightgown. They wear shorts, they wear whatever, they wear singlet, they wear it to everywhere. It's okay. We also like it. You just wear it. And then. Yeah. Because we cannot afford to have empty, empty service. All right, the meeting must be full. So, and the council man also knows that excuses are empty, as we saw. I mean, you have married a nice girl, and there is a party at night. Hey, wear your black dress, you know. Me too, I'll wear my black suit and my, you know, whatever, and put on my bow tie, and then we are going. I mean, what an, an appropriate occasion to take your newly wedded wife. And it's free too. <laughs> and you know, our, our people, we like free things. And you are given excuses. No. Most of the excuses to ladies and gentlemen, they are all full of lies. 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 When we went to Ghana, you know, recently, Bishop was telling us the story, and the pastor that you know, Bishop was talking about was right there in the meeting. We're talking about four times. The pastor was always making excuses that, oh, me, I would have wanted to come to full time, but it's my mother who does not want me to come and is not happy. And we end up, and at the end of the day, they found out that all, all those things were lies. It was the pastor himself who didn't want to. Want to. So most of the excuses, oh, I'm going, especially if they tell you I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. Where is somewhere? I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. It's not true. They are in the house. So most of the excuses are lies. So you should not give in to excuses. Hallelujah. I said don't give in to what? Excuses. One man of God said that if you really, really love the Lord and you want to serve him, God will make a way for you to serve him. And it's true. He said he will never, ever allow a man of God, a Christian who really loves God, to work on Sunday. And I have learned it. And I have proved it that it is true. A lot of people who work on Sunday, it is just by choice. Oh, yeah. 
For all you know, that Sunday job is their second job. Oh, I have to go to work. It's their second job. Because of the love for money, they cannot give up that second job. You see, the Jewish people, you can't get them to work on Saturday. On Saturday. They told my wife that she has to go to work on Sunday. I said, really? He says, yeah, we have a new boss who wants me to work on Sunday. I said, people work on Sunday, but because she told them that she has to go to church, they excused her, but this new boss doesn't know that. So she needs me to write a letter on her behalf. So if I can write a letter on her behalf to be excused from working on Sunday, then a lot of people who also work on Sunday they can also be excused. Because if a Jewish person cannot work on Sunday, then you too, no, on no, Saturday, then you too, you cannot work. You see, at my workplace, they know that Wednesday I go to church. So if I am delaying, they will come and ask me, no church today? No church today? No church today? And they dare not give me a job beyond 6 o'clock. Because they know I'm going, no church today? No church today. And when I arrive at work in the morning, they will ask me, Reverend, what is the word for today? <laughs> what is the word for today? And you know, I didn't tell them that I am a pastor. Somehow they found out. <laughs> it surprises me somehow. They said, I, I, I mean, I conduct myself as a reverend in the place. I, 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 I was surprised. I, they have not found out anywhere my name, whatever, this, that, that, no. So when I come, they said, ah, what is the word for today? What is the word for today? Meanwhile, I told them they wanted to give me a work, you know, 6.30 Wednesday. And I said, no, I have to go to church. That's all. So since then, I said, ah, Reverend, Pastor, what is the word for today? What is this for today? What is that for today? Somebody told me that he thinks that I love this work that I'm doing, the church work that I'm doing. It gives me joy than what I am doing. I don't know why the person said that, but it is true. But you see, you are thinking about living your time and a half. What are you going to do with the time and a half? You are not even going to put it into good use. You know, you are, not, you, are not, you are not going to put it into good news. You cannot, you see, the Christian work, the Christian life is about sacrifice. You cannot be a good Christian if you don't want to give up something. If you don't want to give up something, you can't be. If you are always counting your pennies, how much you will lose, and no, you can't. Because there is opportunity cost. So you either have this, or you have that. You can't have both. So you can never do well if you want to have your cake and eat it. It's not possible. When we went for the camp, Bishop said, don't let your people know that you serve the Lord. I said, then me, I'm down for. <laughs> because my people, they call me reverend. 
The other time I was in the pantry and then this guy came. He said, preacher man. Then our CEO was laughing. He said, why are you calling? He said, hey, he is our resident, you know, reverend in this place. But I don't go out telling them, hey, the Bible says this, the Bible says that, no, the Bible. No, I don't do that. I don't. I don't do that. But if you want to serve the Lord, you, you, you can because the Lord has made everything possible. He has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. It is your choice. It's your choice. You understand what I'm saying? Okay, let's move on. If you also want to be used by the Lord, the Anakazo man, he goes out of his circles. You know, the original people that he invited were Ubuntuists. But this time he went out of his circle. We cannot have the church full with only Ghanaians. No. We need the lame, we need the crippled, we need the blind. We need all those. We have to go outside our circle. And we have to go where the people are. Jesus went to Samaria. He wanted to save the Samaritan woman. So he went out of a circle to reach the Samaritan woman. If we want to reach out to souls, we have to go where the souls are. Ghanaians, we are not the majority in this country. Isn't it? So don't look at somebody's face and say, ah, because of his dreadlocks, he cannot be a, a Christian. No. Go out of your circles and reach out to other people who are not from the same country or from the same nationality. Hallelujah. And lastly, the Anakazo man is not satisfied as long as there is room. So you can't say that, oh, today... 40 people came to church. So the church has grown. It's full. It's because you are in your one-bedroom house with your wife. That is why you are okay. But let another child come and you find out that, no, that one-bedroom house, it's not going to cut it because you will never be free. Never. Hey. Children, you think they are asleep. They are not. They are not asleep. Last Sunday, I went to Manhattan Bronx Church. <laughs> Why are you laughing? You see, and they had moved them to the main sanctuary. You know? So when I went there, they looked very small. I mean, like very, I mean, few people. But at the end of the service, when they counted them, they were 123. So I said, ah, you see, it's because of where they met. That's why they looked so small. If they were beaten in their original place, they would have filled the place. So sometimes because of where you stand, you think that the church has grown. Let them move you to another place. Then you find out that you are just a drop in the bucket. You know, so as long as there is room, we should never be satisfied. Look behind you. Room. You see, these people, they are just, you know, deceiving us. If we had just <laughs> cut out these three people to, 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 to fill this place, 
will see that the whole place will be empty. You know, there is two, I mean two. One, two, three. If we do it now, just, please just get up. Come, no, come sit here. The two of you come. Come and sit here. No, 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 no. Bro, why? You didn't hear what I said. <laughs> sit here. The two of you at the back. Quickly, quickly. Here. Sit by this nice, you know, lady here. You two come here. You see? So we have eliminated three rules. Actually, four rules. You know? So because of where you are, you may think that, oh, we are, we are too many. We are not. We are not. So as long as there is room, we should not stop evangelizing. We should not. Hallelujah. Let's rise up. And I want you to pray. Don't share. You are moving. Sit here. Don't go anywhere. What are you going to do? Sit here. Close your eyes. Let's pray. I want you to pray for yourself. And ask the Lord what he wants you to do. Talk to him. And ask him. The Father, what am I here to do? What do you want me to do? Why have you saved me? Don't look around. Close your eyes. And concentrate on him and ask him. What do you want me to do? Why have you saved me? Why have you shed your blood for me? Why do you love me so much? Tell them to do the will of God. When you close your eyes, you can focus on him so that you will not be bothered with whoever is on your left or your right. This is a solemn occasion. Don't let a bad thing to happen before you start getting serious with the Lord. Talk to him. Talk to him because soon and very soon, we are going to stand before God and we are going to give an account of our lives. Being saved is not enough. It's not enough at all. But you are saved unto good works. God has saved you unto good works. He wants you to be a soul winner. He wants you to go to the highways, to the byways. Talk to the people. He wants you to reconcile sinners back to him. God wants you to be an ambassador. Don't focus only on yourself. Focus on others. Don't think about what you want from the Lord, but think about what you can do for the Lord. Because he has done so much for you. He has saved you. He has washed you. A leper like you, that he has saved and given you wine. He's giving you water. He's giving you food, silver, gold. He has given you everything. What else do you want from the Lord? What else should the Lord do? 
for you. He has done it all. He has done everything. He has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Talk to him. Talk to the Lord. Maroste limicrados, manicrados, catamale grandes. Milonda machata crabbeni misuto mini acradele letus. Demitus teki pratus titilimidu cramenias. Minkundene mikiria duske, nimisho, tanimini acralele bot. Ligrado shekerebe zubrisanda bicoli shekele medus. Magendele guruja grandele go shekelele. Megilelen gondelelen genden genzung gambriangelebe jungre mesungre menea. Mianio sikeria dudulebehende medusa. Medusa nimia conde, mizu lelelosha. Temali criando muso pelekite. Pelikita limikoti pilimide suguno. Simono mama ya mania koshikele bustu playe. Playe mboshikele bro shalama ikiria amanoko. Amanoko koromo koromo ko katabali andashikelele bendo mosakie. Rema tukra balimiko tikise. Kilimisu kromini aki amana kadone mesikle molikitaya. Lakita yaki anda masuto nomie kie putumla tsiplendu rubo kodi anda nimi kutai. Mekuta mini atula siende kriye kukula mahiyaka. Mahiyaki anda frama soko robreye shikele brendo kolaya. A new heart, a new understanding, a new zeal for the things of God. Father, let me align my interest with, with what interests you. May I desire what you desire. Oh God, if you are looking for someone to send, Lord, look my way. I am available, oh God. I am ready, oh God, to do your will. Father, help me. Let me be a vessel of honor. A vessel that you can use. Cleanse me. Wash me. Oh God, Father, from every field, Lord. And equip me, oh God, with your Holy Spirit. Father, you have given me authority, oh God, to preach your word, Lord. Father, you have given me an important job. A job of an ambassador for Christ, my Jesus. I pray, oh God, that, Father, I will represent you well in this world. I will tell people the good news, the good news of salvation, that they will never perish, but, Lord, through the preaching of the word of God, they will have eternal life. In the name of Jesus, may I not be selfish. May I not only focus on myself, but, Father, may I focus on others. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lemota satamakiriye lumo sondebe. Mikonimiya salimikuriya masandakaya. Ilabakuriya masendele. Tell the Lord, Lord, I am done with the excuses. Say, I am tired of the excuses. Say, I am tired with the excuses. I have no other excuse not to go. Say, I have no other reason, no other reason, no other reason that I may go and compel many into your house. Oh God, it is your heart cry. It is your heart desire. It is your heart beat. Oh, that there will be many, 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 many. Oh, Father, give us that burden. Give us that burden. Give us that burden. A soul witness burden. 
Let our heart be burned. Let our heart be burned. Let our heart be burned. Give us that burden. A soul winner's burden. A soul winner's burden. Oh God. A soul winner's burden. The Anakazo spirit. Let us have that spirit. The Anakazo spirit. Transform our church into Anakazo church. A church that will not sit down until the church is full. Until the house of God is full. Father, transform our church. Transform us, oh God. Give us the new spirit. Give us a new heart. A new heart of Anakazo. A spirit of Anakazo. A heart of Anakazo. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We are grateful to you tonight. Oh, yes. Lord, we have been too comfortable. We have sat down for too long. Tonight, Lord, transform us. Give us that new spirit. Change us, oh Lord. In the name of Jesus. We are thankful tonight. We are grateful to you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Why don't you clap for Jesus? Hallelujah. Amen.